Welcome to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. We are only previewing the biggest game in world football today, people. It's Friday the 28th of August. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Vidushan Hunter-Raja. Sorry, mate. It's the crescendo... <laughs> Of the intro, and I can feel it like a wave over me, <laughs> and I've got to say my name and then dart out of the way. And yeah. I think I did it very well. There. Did it brilliantly well. I thought. Yeah. I yeah. think you should go second, Luke. No, because I, I feel like Vish's name is the best name, so it should be. The, and by the way, this is not my choice. I don't know why you're saying it's my choice. It's producer Charlie's. You choice. just muscle in, don't you? Vish I, is supposed to be speaking. You just muscle in like you do. I just read it in order. All I've got to do is read my name. There was once where I, I did go second once when Jules was presenting with Pete, but I think Pete was the one who went into the system and. He probably did. Yeah. Into the mainframe. Yeah. That's uh, what he's always doing, isn't he? Uh, Pete, Pete's, um, Pete's ad- adherence to the running order is legendarily bad to the point of where we've had a running order for the Luke and Pete show that we've done for three years and it's a shared Google Doc and I can look at who's edited it and who hasn't and Pete's never been in it. <laughs> Anyone else got any shows they want to plug? Yeah, what, what's wrong with that? <laughs> it's a great show. People should go and listen to it now. It's lots of fun. Pete's a superstar. I'm just saying he doesn't adhere to a running order. Speaking of which, get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you just you just trailed the biggest game in the football calendar yes the world friends it's bloody it's the community shield it's back how do we feel yeah. can we believe I mean, it's chiefly, back again chiefly surprised is how I feel <laughs> yeah I was just thinking the community shield as as a shield itself um, mm. that would need to be cleaned quite thoroughly because at least in, on a on a trophy you know where to hold it and so you could you oh, just have to sanitise yeah. those yeah. bits, don't you? Yeah. But you've got to do the whole shield. It's the least COVID-friendly sh- trophy, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I, don't, know right, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why we still apart from the Wimbledon, the Rose Bowl. You well, know, it's the, the same thing, yes, isn't it? Yeah, it's exactly the same. The, what the Wimbledon tennis championship? Yeah, the, hasn't, hasn't the, it got a pineapple on the top of it? That's the, the, the gentleman's, the, the ladies' one is the gentleman's trophy. Gentleman's singles trophy. Yeah. Is that what it's, that's called? What it's called? Yeah. It's the worst I'm just, sport, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's hundred percent the worst sport. Yeah, I think almost tennis, as bad I, as cricket. I think I think tennis <laughs> cricket's got a lot to credit. I think tennis is a horrendous sport. How do you mean horrendous? How for, let's unpack that. How do you mean, firstly, horrendous? I hate the sense of humour of the Wimbledon crowd. Right. Yeah, Rich, it is, back it, me on that. No, You're no, going no, off pathetic. the tennis. Oh, Andy Murray's playing and someone shouts, come on, Tim, and everyone laughs. Oh, and before you know it, Cliff Richard's involved. Fuck yeah. off. So all you're saying really is that you hate the people who go to Wimbledon, which is not at all people who follow tennis. No, I, th- I think I find It's that... people who want to go. It's a sort of society thing. Oh, an old Iranian people. man's doing something funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people got to take their humour where they can. Oh. They don't all listen to the football. He, shouldn't, he shouldn't be playing. Oh, that, I know that. <laughs> I just find tennis a little bit boring. Of course, people need to do whatever they want to do. Good on them. It's not for me. Vish, how do you feel? Uh, I just, yeah, I, I, think, I think I don't despise tennis. I think I despise aspects of Wimbledon. Despise? It's yeah. Heavy, isn't it? How much yeah. is it for a strawberries and cream these days? I have absolutely no That idea. is always something that goes in the news the week of Wimbledon. Mason's not paying for strawberries and cream as he rocks up there. <laughs> when you're as wealthy All as Mason, don't ask the price. Oh, yeah. come All England tennis pass there. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. I'm a self-made woman, I'll have yeah. you know. Bloody yeah. hell. <laughs> anyway, the, the Community Shield is marginally more interesting than the Wimbledon tennis tournament. Oh, do you reckon? I think so, yeah. That's actually quite a big shout from you. Yeah. Um, anyway... Just in case, let's tell people who are, who's in it, perhaps, because, yeah, yeah. you know... People will, because people literally won't know. <sighs> yeah. They won't um, be ready for this in any way, shape or form. They won't be ready. <laughs> no. Guys, get ready, because it's happening. It's tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Arsenal against Liverpool. 
in the men's community shield, that's at 4.30. Before that, there's the women's community shield at 12.30. That's Chelsea against Manchester City. Uh, first time they've both been done together and actually first time the women have had theirs since 2008. Um, and that's live on the BBC as well. Yeah, right? exactly. They're yeah. both, it's a double header. Yeah. Um, and of course, behind closed doors in case we need to remind people of that. It's, let's not forget also, hard for us to forget, but it is less than a week after the Champions League final. Yeah. For the men, the women's is still going on, and you know it's obviously it's a FA Cup winners against the league winners, so Arsenal, Liverpool. Yeah. In the in the women's one, the FA Cup hasn't actually finished. <laughs> it's going to yeah. finish in October, so they're just playing First the league second. winners against well, and also the holders of the yeah. FA Cup. So so, when, so it's so just mad, is what I'm saying. The football season is just turned into this when's, conglomeration yeah, so of crazy. It's now just a interpretation of some kind of dance yeah elaborate, elaborate kind of artistic dance just do whatever you want it's like a big maelstrom of particles and yeah you grab what you want when you need it mm-hmm. like, so, so the women's ones are like 12 30 on bbc and the and the men's ones on 4 30 on bt sport right i think that's right and not both on the bbc i don't think so i, I misspoke earlier but what i wanted to say vish to you because you're a serious journalist so are you kate to be fair you both are i'm oh, not thanks mate so i'll ask you both i think you are why you're is a it, serious journalist why come is, on leak i'm not even entertaining <laughs> why, why why is this happening tomorrow uh, and not happening the week before the football season actually starts because why is it being rushed through is it just because it's already been organized and they can't change it the only thing i can think of is there's some kind of protocol reason around using wembley or because they didn't quite know till very late on when the premier league was going to be ready to start so they mm. just made their best guess and they thought the premier league might be ready to start on the 5th but it's actually only ready to start on the 12th because it just seems astonishingly quick after last uh, last weekend. It seems astonishingly quick. It does. Just, it, yeah. what, what, well, I don't even know where I am with this. <laughs> Mad. Uh, yeah, I mean, they could have waited another week. I, know that, I know that the players could have done with another week, especially when we've got international games coming up as well, and that might have maybe played a part in it, that mm. they had to, because of quarantine rules and people are coming back from international duty that they, would have, they wouldn't have been able to play that weekend. Maybe. Can you remember last year's? No, who can possibly forget? Ooh. Everyone would have signed a bit. Liverpool won. Liverpool played Man City, won all. Man City won on penalties. Uh, Man City won the year before as well, but they won't have a chance to go for their legendary three peaks <laughs> this year, which will live long in the memory. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember that one. I was I hosted that one on being sports. It was quite a big deal. What for Man me. City Chelsea or Man yeah. City Liverpool? Man City Chelsea, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh great. That's yeah. good. How was, was it? Bi- it was a big moment. Yeah, was it good? Someone was ill. <laughs> and I'd actually and I'd actually only just I'd Opportunity hit, knocked. I'd been hit in the face by a squash ball the previous day. <laughs> we need to hear more about this. By, I mean obviously by, I assume by accident. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so but you know, as the, the Crucially, the, were you playing squash? Yes. Okay, right. So that kind of explains it. Mm-hmm. The makeup they put on is very thick, tends yeah. to be in, yeah. in the Arab world. And uh yeah, so they it didn't really matter to be honest, it just kind of pasted over me. But yeah. What part of the face? Um, nearly aren't in the I, eye. Yeah. Oh, wow. Were you wearing a pair of protective glasses? I was not. No. Which you should, right? Because one player recently, one of the world's top players, got hit in the eye, and he's starting a campaign to to get people to wear those bloody glasses. Because regular listeners to this show may not know, Kate, Kate, that you are an exceptional squash player. You've played to a high level, right, at squash? I don't like to talk about my squash. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> yeah, apparently it's true. <laughs> really? Apparently it's true, mate. Yeah. So what? the violin and squash. 
You can see why I'm so much fun. Yeah. Did, you, did you play corfball to a high level as well? I don't only, even know what that is. It's a sport played by people who don't like playing sport. Okay, right. My only other thing is chess, okay. really. But anyway, I don't like to talk about that either. I thought that was tennis. Let's get back to it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you hosted the coverage. Good for you. And, and, and that's been a very important rung on the ladder, which sees you now in the Football Ramble studio. I think that might be the case. Yeah, yeah. I took over this uh, the following year. So last year got Andy Gray to do it. Wow, so, so never we, heard of him. So what do we read into that? Yeah, no, that's fascinating. Who okay, <laughs> Andy Gray gate. <laughs> he should have a bright future. Um, <laughs> Kate, I was going to say though, because you've hosted that in a foreign country, is mm. that to say that it is actually quite a big deal? Because I think some, I think here at the moment, we're a bit like, not least because it's just sprung upon us, but I think generally we're a bit like, why are we playing this? You know, I think we mm. always lose sight of the fact that it is actually quite a big deal as the quote unquote curtain raiser of yeah. the um, Premier League season. I was, hoping we were gonna get one, through, I was hoping we we're going to get through a whole episode without using the phrase curtain raiser. Well, I did, I did, I did air quotes there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Crucially, I, I, though, it's an audio show. No, I know, but now I've said it. Now I've said I've done air quotes. <laughs> he did and do I, air quotes, I, I guys. Thought, I think I said it with the, with the tone of someone doing air quotes as well. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That, that gives you diplomatic immunity, doesn't it? Um, I, I would also like to add that in 2008, I attended the Community Shield, and it was between Portsmouth and Manchester oh. United. And it was, I think... It's a packed list for the worst game I've ever been to, but that one's definitely part of the conversation to the point where I just left before the penalties. <laughs> Seriously? It was so bad. Are you, t- are you joking? No. That's I mean, horrible. Portsmouth lost on penalties anyway. I don't, think, I don't think they scored a single yeah, one. Yeah, but you didn't they know they were going to if you left. Well, I think regular followers of the, football, of the Portsmouth Football Club team will know that they probably were going to lose on penalties. They're not, they're not exactly known for their high achievement. It was, honestly, it was, it, was, it was less a football match, more a Massive. constant... You know, dull as Pete put it. Pete would have said yesterday, a constant dull pain that oh. you would just done anything to get rid of. So that's what I did. The thing I'm sad about. Are we sad about this? Burnt Leno is fit again. Uh, oh, I just hit the table. Yeah, Sorry, well, that, the passion for, <laughs> from a Spurs fan <laughs> for Burnt nice, Leno. But I just, you know, Martinez. He's said some beautiful stuff, and he's been really. He's been really good, hasn't he? And yeah. now Burnt Leno's back. Brilliant. And he hasn't been able to train because he's been at home in Argentina so yeah. he's come back and he's quarantining and he's been training on his own and will be able to play in the you know in the final on Saturday but well, sorry in the Community Shield on Saturday but they would have trained and got their shape with Leno in place who who was first choice and up until when he got injured had a good lay claim for being one of Arsenal's players of the season mm. alongside Aubameyang uh, so I mean it was a lovely story he did very very well Martinez Ooh. Leno is the better keeper. I don't, I don't really think there's actually. Much I've, I've seen a couple of Arsenal that. fans around the time saying, "Oh, they would they would stick with with Martinez." Yeah, I think I, it's I, an I, emotional I, response, though, don't right, you? Right. I suppose to, you would for what con- he's for achieved continue. and all his crying and yeah. being like, "This is such a moment for me." It was we talked Patronizing. about it. Patronizing. No, but I th- I think people love to see that, don't they? Oh, no. do, yeah, football, yeah. People love to see yeah. that football matters to these incredibly well-paid people who are coming particularly as well you know they don't have necessarily an affinity to the club they're not yeah. you know local he's embraced that club yeah. and he I thought it was and what's, and what's he got? what's he got as a result dropped Oh, well that, I mean that's, that's the thing I think it's the the type of goodwill that carries over a lot easier from this particular era where it's only a couple of weeks between the end of last season and yeah. start of this one uh, whereas I think if it was, if it was in a normal situation, after about two months, people would have forgotten about it, wouldn't yeah. they? They're true, because it would have been a much bigger pre-season. Do you remember how angry Leno was when he got injured? 
Yes. Oh, yeah, but it was uh, so pointy more play, it? wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, God, yes. The yeah. anchors, he, he was so angry that the commentators started to say or started to think that Leno was going to be out for a very long time. He's like, he knows. He knows how long he's going to be out. Look how angry he is. Just turned out he's angry. But that's he's classic, back already. That's <laughs> classic commentary, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so like, so. Oh, read, I'm reading the mind reading of the player. The yeah, reading the lines. <laughs> I know what he's thinking. <laughs> Let me just explain it. But were you, were you guys, you guys are... Well, we're all big football fans here, obviously. Will you be excited for the game to, to, um, this weekend? I think so. But then I, th- then I think most of my interest in the Community Shield has been because the Premier League's around the corner. So the fact that we've got another wait another two weeks for that and the fact yeah. that we had so much of it before. Yeah. I kind of, I'm more worried about this, really, because I, th- I think they should the players should have had should a longer have break. Because yeah. we're in a situation now where Liverpool have got quite a few injuries. Arsenal have got a, c- a couple of issues. But then they're also in the midst of renegotiating with Aubameyang who everyone seems to be pretty confident that he's going to sign a three-year deal for mm. 250 grand a week. Um, they still haven't sorted out what they're going to do with Danny Ceballos, who's obviously potentially going to be quite a big part for them, but but not. The transfer window is still open. We're out of the way through to October. So everything feels like a bit of a mess here. We feel like trying to cram oh, it in. And from a, from a performance perspective, those teams are going to be a little bit fearful that while they're still trying to get things sorted behind closed doors, well, sorry, behind the scenes and while they're trying to sort out their tactical shape and what players they really want to use and stuff like that suddenly there'll be three games deep and they'd have you know maybe got only you know they would have lost a couple of games in that yeah i was just gonna say to echo what you're saying there i mean the the, the website i normally used to preview um to to look at what's going to happen and what people think um the teams are going to be and everything <laughs> literally put in their team news section in such unprecedented times it's difficult to know who's available <laughs> and who isn't <laughs> Um, with players coming and going, it only adds to the confusion. Oh. That's, that's basically their preview. <laughs> yeah. So who knows what's happening? Give could it be, to me. Like I said, it could be some kind of interpretive dance for all we know. At least you guys have got the football rabble to keep you right across the <laughs> ins and outs of this. <laughs> well, Liverpool, and, and the other thing is, before we move on, is Liverpool, are Liverpool going to care about this? Is that a trophy for them? Are they, are, they, are they of the Mourinho persuasion when it comes to the Community Shield? Where you go around and sh- tell people at the end of the season to put the third finger up because you won the Community Shield? I, I think if they, if they win it, it will be something that they have already always planned. And if they lose it, meh. Partridge Shrug is such, you know. such a It's a warm man. up game. What it is, is it's a warm yeah. up game and it's interesting to see. But the thing is, they haven't really warmed down. Um, no. <laughs> and as you mentioned, yeah. Um, yeah, the transfer window. It's like a football all nighter, isn't it? They've gone straight to the new part, next party without yeah, going home. That's actually a really yeah. good comparison. Yeah. And no one wants to be there. No. No one really wants to be there, but, but they want to be seen to be there. Yeah. A couple of the guys want to be there. Yeah. They're only delighted. They think this is the moment of their lives. Only the ones off their head in the corner. <laughs> Cedric Suarez wants to be there. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I mean, Martinez wants to be there, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, he can't, though. The question is, will he? Um, speaking of that, trans- that wide-open transfer window with its well over 30 days remaining, uh, Matt Dirty is going to join Spurs. Almost certainly, it sounds like. Advanced negotiations. I was asking someone in Sky what that means. Advanced negotiations. It means sort of the third time they've chatted, was his view. Yeah. Speak, was that Jim White you spoke to? No. Okay. <laughs> so the third date. I yeah. think yeah. kind of, yeah. We're in the advanced negotiations. But that doesn't sound very advanced, does so it? So we're introducing him to the parents. Third date! That's what they're That's saying. very pushy. Advanced negotiations. You introduce people to their parents after three dates. People? What do you mean people? <laughs> yeah, I just, if I meet someone three times, there's like a clause where I have to introduce them to my parents. Did you get on with Luke's parents, Fish? <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're wonderful. They, they like salt, the earth, salt the earth people. Yeah, yeah. He'd love, they'd love, Fish would love it around my mum and dad's house. He'd love it. <laughs> what? <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the topic of dates, I had a really um, awkward second date with my partner because in my head, when you start a second date, you basically start from the beginning, don't you? you kind of, so even if you 
kiss oh, at the end of whatever you're like, a hard right, reset, you just, is it? yeah, you just you take a couple of steps back and you go back through it again. Yeah, and we we met up for our second day. I walked over to her to like give her a kiss on the cheek, and she went straight in. <gasps> oh, and I was totally thrown by that. So I was like, <laughs> okay, what do I do now? So I was like, all right, we're going to a restaurant. I'll hold her hand. You know, mm. I, I was just totally thrown. And then, like years later, I found out she was like, we were, we were like sat chatting. She went, "That was so weird when you held my hand on that second date." And I went, "You went straight in there for the start of the second date." She's like, "Yeah, what was wrong with that? That's how we finished the first date." Oh, so it can get this messy. Is, this is great stuff. No, keep going. Keep going. All I'm saying is, be wary. Just because you're in the advanced stage of negotiations. Don't just, snog Dottie. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying don't Levy and Dottie are probably snogging right now? No, because yeah. COVID. Oh, yeah. Mm, Dental down, can't, probably. Yeah. Can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't Pete say when you said COVID to him that you you um, that you that you put his lips on the big trombone, didn't he? And, and kiss him like that, in a socially distanced way. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's um, what he said. Right. Dottie, yeah. <laughs> I think this He is has a... made 50 appearances for Wolves. <laughs> And he plays an advanced position. He does, yeah. I think this is a really good move for Spurs because not only does he have a great engine as shown by those number of games, but when Mourinho came in with Spurs and specifically with Aurier, he was doing that thing tactically where with the ball, he'd get Aurier kind of moving up to the right wing and everyone kind of shuffling across. Mm. So it'd essentially be three at the back and Ben Davies was always that left side of centre-back. And it worked really well in, in parts during games, but Aurier was never disciplined enough and also it's quite a knackering thing to do to just constantly be back and forth playing basically only playing with one wing, wing back and that's more often than not when Aurea got found out when balls were going over the yeah. top of him and he couldn't you could tell there were some times where he'd go for a header early when the ball's coming over the top because he just couldn't back himself to have the energy to sprint Get around back. and cut it off and Doherty someone with a, a much better engine as well I think he was like the top five on sprints for for Wolves last season which, when you consider the kind of players they have is pretty damn impressive yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be um, a really sensible signing for Spurs as well. My, um, you know, Paul Hawksby, in my opinion, legendary broadcaster. He said something really funny on the radio yesterday. He said uh, um, he was talking about Daniel Levy asking for the same amount for Serge Aurier from AC Milan and that Spurs paid for him. And he said uh, Daniel Levy is essentially saying that Serge Aurier is every bit as good a footballer as the day he si- we signed him. And in many ways, he's absolutely right. <laughs> 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 really made me laugh. I think it's an interesting signing. Fish, one thing you haven't mentioned there is that, that obviously Wolves famously play with this wing-back system. And Spurs, from what I've seen, and I went, to, I went to Spurs a few times last season, don't really play three at the back. So are we expecting him, do you think, to convert Matt Doherty into a straight fullback, Or are we anticipating a change of system? That's exactly my question. Because with mm. Wolves, you've seen them, the whole point was how they fit together. We've talked about this a lot. And, it's, and I... The Spurs fit together. Maybe this is the missing piece. But but that's the thing. I think Doherty's um, he's more suited to the role that Mourinho wants Aurier to play because he essentially wants a wing back on that side. Mm. He doesn't really want because I mean unless they sign a, a left back who can recreate that. Ultimately, he's going to get Son to do a lot of that dirty work on the left. Well, Doherty can play on the left as well. He has played on the left before. I don't think you, I don't think you'd want him to. Though. Probably wouldn't want him. No, but yeah. he can. And and he's also he's, he fits the Mourinho profile. He's like a senior pro. He's got European experience. Um, you know, he's been around a long time. I mean, you say he played fifty times last season. I think so. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, to be honest, that was like all of the bloody Wolves players seem to have done. Yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They didn't have enough people to yeah. make it possible for anyone to have a rest ever. 
Um, but so, the, yeah. the Spurs have needed fullbacks for quite a long time. I mean, yes. they, they, it's been it's been yeah. it's been clear. Like if you when you go and see them or when you watch them on TV and they're playing against someone decent. I mean, I was at the Leipzig game. They, they played at home in the Champions League last season. Just felt like the cupboard was pretty bare. Not just for players, but for like ideas as well. There was that long out ball that to Lucas Moore over and over again. It's like you really you really felt like. I know it's a kind of cliche thing to say about Mourinho and the jury is maybe still out depending on what he does this season. And it's, again, it's going to be hard to judge him because the summer that he's not going to have been able to have. But you felt a bit like he, he was yesterday's man against this young, exciting coach in Nagelsmann. These players at Leipzig were just buzzing around all over the place. It just felt like they didn't have the tools to deal with it. Um, and so he's got a big job on his hands. Doherty's got experience in playing quite an interesting system at a decent level in Europe as well. So it could be a really exciting signing for them, as exciting as a signing like Matt Doherty gets. Oh, you know. okay, bit mean. But it's not. But it's not. No, no, no. I, I don't mean to be mean to him because he's a great player. But it's not something that is going to get people, Spurs fans, refreshing the message boards, is it? Maybe not. But I think in, maybe they need that though. In, yeah, I think mm-hmm. in some ways those can be. Yeah, you're right. It's not. You know, we're not going to be signing Lionel Messi, from what I can tell. Right, I'm just saying Messi's available. Yeah, it's, and, it's not a. Yeah. It's not a signing of that of that kind. But equally, I think. People do. I think fans do like to see evidence of clear thinking about what is missing. And we've just, mm. just the three. Of, you know, we're not scouts, but we've just been able to quite easily identify that this is a position that, that needs coverage. You know, mm-hmm. Carl Walker Peters seem to be coming into the sides and and doing well at the start of query last season. Last yeah. season, um, sorry, they all turn into about five seasons. Mm. Um, but then he kind of fell down the pecking order and left. Um, it seems like Serge Aurier is, as you pointed out, Vish, pretty accident prone, perhaps as a result of not having enough um, pace and stamina. So, yeah, great news. You've got to also remember that because Spurs have kept a lot of the same players, that they basically kind of play in the same way. And Kyle Walker was such a big part of that. And Kyle Walker spoiled Spurs, really, didn't he? Because he was so good at right back and mm. getting back and forward and, and being such a threat in the attacking third that. You know, you get rid of him. There's not many other replacements around the world, really. Yeah, I also, I also feel that they've got other questions to answer. I me. Mean, Andy was talking a week or two ago about how Tongi and Dombele wants to go. Oh God, don't! I don't want to talk about that. What Thank the, you. What, what, what the hell is that? What, what the hell is that? What on earth is going on with? What the hell is going on? It's so annoying. Andy, I can't believe Andy, it. And he got COVID as well. Andy said oh, to me. Oh, everyone's got COVID. Yeah, Andy <laughs> Paul Pogba's got COVID. Vish has got what? <laughs> you, you haven't, have you? No. Uh, Andy was saying over on the show, or he said to me, I can't remember which it was, he said that if Daniel Levy said to Ndombele, you can go, but you have to ride a skateboard on your belly to Dover, <laughs> no, yeah. he would do it. That's how much he wants to go. Yeah, it's, mate, it's so, If honestly, if Tottenham lose Tongi and Ndombele, I just, that's, Forget dirty and signing good people. That's just bloody annoying and leaving, a disaster. Leaving no? the back door open. Yeah, they only just signed him for a lot of money. I don't He's understand. Clearly a very good if player. If you look as well. at that side with these people that we're putting in, with Hoiberg, with like, um, yeah, Lo Celso in the middle, Tongue and Dominate next to him. What the hell? Hmm. Why can't we make it work? This is the most animated I've ever seen. Yeah, you. I'm pissed. But actually, though, since the production meeting, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were being a bit of a dick. <laughs> if the cap fits, Kate. If the cap fits, I will wear it. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get to a break then because we have a lot to come in part two, not least a very untrailed so far episode of Luke's Game. Hi, 
Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. Yes, a reminder that you can sign up and support us on Patreon where you'll receive loads of extra behind-the-scenes content, bonus podcast episodes and access to our Discord chat server from as little as $5 a month. Regular users of the Discord chat server will know that it pops off on the regular. It's very, very busy and well worth checking out. But the most important news I've got for you today is that we also run monthly competitions, as many of you will know, um, for our subscribers. And today is no exception. We have scored an absolute doozy of a prize this month. If you sign up to our Patreon this weekend at patreon.com forward slash football ramble daily, you'll be in with the chance of winning an Uni Karu outdoor pizza oven. That's right. Your own outdoor pizza oven. Sign up at patreon.com forward slash football ramble daily by 5am British time uh, this Monday, 31st of August. Everyone signed up before the deadline, including those of you who are already Patreon subscribers will be eligible for the prize. Signing up to a higher tier also makes you more likely to win. If you sign up to our supporters club tier, you'll be entered once into the competition. If you sign up to our Ramble On tier, you'll be entered twice. And if you sign up for our highest tier, as well as becoming an official friend of the Ramble, your name will be entered three times into the competition. So that's patreon.com forward slash football ramble daily by 5am on Monday 31st of August to enter. And we'll announce the winner on that Monday's episode of the Ramble. A brand new pizza oven of your own. Go get it. Oh, man. I'd love that. Yeah, I'd love it. it. We all want it. Yeah, we can't have it. We feel a bit down that we can't have it. We're not eligible, sadly. No. All right, then, it's time for a new one of these. We concentrate on the topics. We're pretty good to many topics today. Yeah, glorious round of topics answers last week. I have to, this week, I have to say, guys, thank you so much for those. I'm excited about managers dressed as mascots and <laughs> and just, you know, you know, Nogglesman perhaps listening in and getting a few more suggestions as to... I mean, his fashion choices could not get worse. Sorry, yeah. he could do worse than listening in to us. Well, no, I, don't, I hope he's not listening in because his, well, his fashion choices are clearly very impressionable. So if he listens True. in... It, yeah, it looked like an absolute state next season. Well, at one point, it got really meta this week where someone actually emailed in, and admittedly, it's on us because we read it out, uh, saying <laughs> that managers should dress up in the masks of other managers. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like some kind of Inception type vibe. I couldn't really get my head around Face it. Face really. off. Yeah, exactly. I, I actually think that's got legs. Although yeah. people would be pretty pissed off if they were Nogglesman and they had to, they were pretending to be him and they were in his horrible suit. But imagine if it was like V for Vendetta where everyone had the same Nogglesman mask. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's creepy well there'll be none of that this week because okay. we have got a new topics question and here it is with Tom this is what we need you to think about with Tom Hardy voicing the Spurs Amazon documentary it's coming out on Monday actually Spurs fans and also is, all is, people I is guess. Tom Hardy a Spurs fan? I didn't particularly think so okay right I just wondered I just imagine he's got a nice voice yeah 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 so he's got a great voice I hope yeah. he does it in his Bane voice though pretty muffled yeah Sorry, yeah. Yeah. sorry. Yeah. Gauze! <laughs> <laughs> Slip that in there. Important, that's important. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's voicing that. That's out on Monday. Um, and also Russell Crowe did the Leeds documentary. I don't think. Well, he's a big Leeds fan, Is he? famously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, famously yeah. Fam- not famous to me. No. Well, I, think no, I'm no confusing, I think I'm confusing Russell Crowe with Russell Brand, to be honest. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we want to know which famous person would, would you have voicing a series on your club and why? I'd probably go for, to get people started, I'd probably go for um, Portsmouth being voiced by John F- Portsmouth Football Club Westwood <laughs> with the bell. So, like, he just. It's just, a, just the bell. 
No, it's just a piss bloke doing the doing the narration, and then every so often it's like a bell banging in the background. That's what I would do. Just right. a pissed bloke. He would be the narrator have. we deserve. Aww. Let's be honest. Yeah. Who oh. would you have, Vish? I, I would have a Sims character. What? How do they speak? They just speak in gibberish, and so <laughs> after after like the couple of seasons we've had, I think we we deserve nothing <laughs> but gibberish. And then so Ollie like, ma, 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 and then we allow Solskjaer to defend it. Yeah, I think you'll find he's actually speaking very coherently, and uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's a great club. You know, yeah. when I used to play Sims in 1999. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we won a cup. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, Sims yeah. character. Yeah. I'm lucky to have so many great Sims characters to choose from. Yeah, in guilt. Well, email your suggestions to show at footballrambledaily.com or tweet us using the hashtag Ramble Topics and we'll get the best of them or some of the worst of them in some cases yeah. on the oh, show. We'll definitely get that. <laughs> 100%. On the show. Now, we need to spend a little time talking about G-Baz because... Gaz-Baz? Gaz-Baz-a. Yeah. Uh, Gareth Barry has announced his retirement. He played 89 minutes in the championship last season, which I think it's fair to say is not bad for a 39-year-old. But not what he would expect of himself because he's a machine. Isn't he? Yeah, absolute machine. I mean, 22 years at the top of the game. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, the, the fact is, we will be conditioned to watch footballers, see them do their thing all the time and take it for granted. You know, sometimes when, when someone like Gareth Barry announces his retirement, you have to, first of all, think about how difficult it is to become a professional footballer in the first place, the dedication you need, you know, how you have to apply yourself, how hard you have to work. And then to stay at the top level for that, le- that length of time is incredible. The average... I think the average professional footballer's career is only a few years, I think. So for him to be to do it for 22 years is crazy. And, and, and he would have been a professional footballer longer than a lot of our listeners have even been alive. Which is, it's mad. It's, mad. Mm. it's amazing. Well, when he came onto the scene, his, you know, he, he played from, from such a young age and he played primarily as a defender, whether he was left back or centre back. Yeah. And then he just slowly started moving up the pitch. So he played <laughs> left wing and then he'd play a few games in the centre midfield. And it was only really, I think, Martin O'Neill who said to him, right, you're just going to be a centre midfielder now. Oh, and Pep Guardiola does it, everyone goes mad. <laughs> oh, Philip Lahm, Joshua Kimmich, Gareth Barry's doing this in 1987. Yeah. Pioneer. Yeah. And he um, nearly replaced Xavi Alonso as well. Yeah. yeah he I mean, that he was, got pissed uh, off about that, to be fair to him, didn't he? Who? Barry? Barry. Or I mean, Barry, Gerald. They wouldn't let him go, would they? He was pissed <laughs> off, I remember. But the, uh, it, there, was, uh, there was an interview uh, with him back in uh, 2009 where he talks about how he developed as a player. And he said he realised he saw where the game was going and that he couldn't just worry about what he was doing with the ball. He had to basically study and um, reacquaint himself with what it is to be spatially aware, yeah. especially if he was going to play in the centre midfield. And the fact that he went on to do that for Manchester City of all teams is Amazing. pretty incredible. And yeah, he's, you know, you talked about the longevity there. Uh, so, for example, James Anderson in the cricket has just taken his 600th wicket. And one of the things that's thrown at him is that, well, if you play that many games, you are going to get, you are going to take 600 wickets. No, but wickets. it's about being a pace bowler and being able to do that. Yeah, but, but, yeah. but, but they say, you know, if you play that many games, you, why wouldn't you take Well, because there's so much, there's the frequency of test matches is a lot. Yeah, more and, and especially yeah. the way England play them. But like, He's not winning a raffle every time and, and getting picked. And much the same with <laughs> no. Gareth Barry. Teams aren't obligated to pick Gareth Barry. <laughs> no, no. Kind of passing him round bit by bit. <laughs> yeah. and if you can squeeze anything out of that, like an odd bit of toothpaste. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah. He, you know, he's, so he's, you know, he's, he's got there on merit and um, yeah, or more power to him. He's, he does yeah. definitely need a rest. I actually saw him play. So Portsmouth's first ever Premier League game at Fratton Park was against Aston Villa in 2000 and I'm going to say 2003, so 17 years ago. And Gareth Barry played, scored a penalty and was sent off. But um, I remember him playing, I'm pretty sure he played on the left in that game. And I remember 
obviously bit, I was on the side of the pitch, so I remember seeing him and thinking, God, yeah, what a great player he is. Because he, he, um, he was kind of, by this point, he'd been playing for a while. I think he already had 100 appearances at that point in 2003. <laughs> uh, but he was hyped as a kind of really bright young thing, wasn't he? Came for it at Brighton, went to, went to Villa where he sort of made his name. The interesting thing I find is that the conditioning of players at the top level now is such that um, if you look at the top 10 players with the most Premier League appearances, I, I feel like back in the day, it used to be quite a lot of goalkeepers. Yeah. Mm. And now mm. it's not goalkeepers at all. I think no. David James is the only one in the top seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Mark Schwartz is there or thereabouts. Um, so it's amazing what can be achieved. I mean, he's, he's played more games than Brian Giggs, more games than um, well, although, Frank Lampard. Although, little asterisk on that. So he's got a record 653 in the Premier League, 53 England caps. Yeah. Uh, Gareth Barry, and we don't want to take anything away from him or indeed from his record for Sounds yellow like cards. Sounds like you're about it, okay. 119 yellow cards, more yeah. than anyone else, good lads. Um, but in terms of Ryan Giggs, if he had played his first 40 games for Man U in the Premier League, Got Makes he sense. would actually have been the top. So there is, you know, there's the old like oh, the football League started start. okay, in 1992. Right. But still, yeah. I mean, you know, we're quibbling. I mean, that's poor by him, Gareth Barry. Why is he even in it then, if that's the case? Yeah. Why did he start earlier? Yeah, pathetic. <laughs> Oh, he's been an amazing servant. I'm really, really, uh, really pleased that he's been able to do what he's been able to do. The only other player who's got over 100 yellow cards in the Premier League? I know this, actually. I hope so. I do know this, yeah. Wayne Rooney. Well, no, that makes sense. I think Wayne Rooney breached the, the, the legendary 100 that's, barrier. That's amazing to me. Yeah, I think only those the two. Only oh, no, he was, he was such a gobshite. Oh, you mean <laughs> oh, <you laughs> that he's the only other player? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. surprised other people haven't. Yeah. Congrats to Gaza Baza. And it seems as though he's probably going to make a pretty good manager potentially given what we think about how he's been following the game and how he changed himself as a player someone else who may or may not make a good manager we're going to talk Messi oh yeah he's been doing it for 10 years <laughs> I was going right. to say yeah. yeah so we know it's already happening sometimes alright sometimes not that good <laughs> yeah I love, I love the fact that we can talk about Messi every day it's pretty cool yeah, isn't it's cool it? yeah it's great well Bartomeu has now said that if Messi says he's going to stay he'll resign because the question is about whether or not you know it's all about the chairman and how the club is run it's all, it's all too late. I heard, I heard on the radio yesterday that, um, or I read, that um, <laughs> Bartomeu quitting is a prerequisite for any discussions that may or may not happen about Messi staying at Barcelona. Bloody so hell. Bartomeu is basically stating the obvious. Thing. Oh, bless him. Well, he's been chatting to Pep Guardiola, we understand, for three hours. So some, mean... some people say that they're not. So big Richard Keys, big Keezy, uh-huh. your mate. Yeah. He um he was piping up on his blog yesterday saying that Pep and Messi aren't friends and don't talk to each other anymore. I mean that's just not true, is it? I don't think I don't think it can be true, Vic. It seems like that would be a waste as well because we think that three-hour conversation it probably only covered. Oh, know. it's just Nathan Redmond. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say just like they one. were just talking about Nathan Redmond. Pep was saying if you got Nathan Redmond's number, I want to see if I can make him a better player. Imagine talking <laughs> to someone you weren't friends with for three hours. <laughs> Well, guys, you just some... imagine the football ramble recording. <laughs> 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 you see, the first hour was them saying, "No, we're not talking about that." No. The, yeah. the great, the great thing is, the great thing about the Messi saga is that it's going exactly down the road that a lot of people would have predicted. We are now officially at the Neymar talking to the owners of PSG phase to get him to try and sign him for PSG, which is fascinating to me because I remember the times when Neymar wanted to leave Barcelona because he knew he could never be the man he wanted to be and the player oh, he wanted yeah. to be and win the Ballon d'Or because he was in the same team as Messi. How the tables have turned. Yeah, yeah. It, well, there's probably a bit of short-termism there in terms of, uh, with regard to Neymar and getting that Champions League trophy and feeling he's got a better chance with Messi for at least 
one or two seasons. If um, they're struggling with financial play, fair play with Neymar, though, how no, bloody no, hell course. is that going to happen in well, PSG? I, yeah, I also think teams who are going to go for Messi probably shouldn't show their hand just yet because we don't really know how much they're going to have to pay. Because I don't reckon he's going to go for free, nor do I reckon anyone is going to go near that asking price, obviously. What do you reckon, think? What do you think you'll go for free? Because you think the clause is, is nonsense. Yeah, and I, th- I think if he if he does really want out, they'll just have to strike an agreement where right, we'll just we just have to take a fee, a Neymar esque fee, as a transfer, and then we then we'll let you go. Hmm. And so I think until teams know that, I think it's a bit. Well, obviously, they haven't really come out and briefed anyone on it because Manchester City's people have been telling local journalists up there that they're not really in for him. They haven't talked about it. It was only through Sky Sports, I think, that hmm. it came out that Messi and. Um, Guardiola had this conversation earlier in, or I think maybe even last week. Uh, and PSG are just going to be linked with him no matter what, aren't they? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's still got a way to go, but I think he'll... I agree with you that he will go. I just don't think he'll go for free. Okay. I think he'll go, and I think he'll go to Man City. Uh, my, that's, my, uh, that's my opinion on the line. Leaping my, on the train. My head above the parapet. I was kind of driving the train at the start of the week. Yeah. I just stuck my neck straight out there. I think, I think he'll definitely leave, and I think he'll go to Man City. That's what I think. You don't think it's just a kind of Argentina-style strop-off? I don't, well, I don't know. I don't think we should say that. No, I'm not sure you can get away with saying that, really. Why? Oh, Mason. You can't say that. What, an Argentina-style strop-off? No, an Argentina-style strop-off. What he does all the time to the national team. Oh, we lost. We didn't win. Oh, he retires every five minutes. Uh, We didn't didn't win this. Right, I'm not doing it anymore. So it's a good point. The interesting part part of, of this as well, of that particular area of it, is that People think that Messi, because he's quiet, he doesn't give that many interviews, and he's not the character that Cristiano Ronaldo is, mm. that he's some kind of like really placid, laid-back dude. Apparently, around Barcelona, he's like the absolute how, terror. He's yeah, like a how tyrant. How could he be? How could he's a tyrant, be a la- laid-back dude? If you want him to be a tyrant at Man City, let's get him in there. That's what I say. Oh, dear. I've suggested that. I feel for Phil. I feel for, it's hard to say this sentence, I feel for Phil Foden. That's what I feel for. Mm. Down the pecking order again. I know I don't play in the same position, but you know what I mean. Like, so you really genuinely are you just or are you just trying to go along with what's happening at the moment and no. and have an opinion? I, I mean, do you, I, do you look, really genuinely I, think he's going to Manchester City? I said yesterday that the tipping point has been reached for Messi because he knows the thing he's desperate to do is win another Champions League. That's that's Where public. Can he do it, that's right? public knowledge, yeah. right? He's thirty three now. The rebuilding job at Barcelona is so big that it's going to be almost impossible, realistically, who for a player whose who's, whose whose skills are really good but are obviously to say the least but are on the wane because he's getting older. He can't hang around. He needs to go to an oven-ready team. And I think Man City are probably getting to that stage. And he could be the one that kind of ticks them over. I think that those two Real Madrid performances were coming-of-age performances in the Champions League for Man City. Guardiola fucked it up against Leon. We know that. If he can learn that lesson and he can add Messi, I think they've got a chance. And I think that's why it'll work. All right, then. So it's solved. We don't need to talk about it anymore. I'm glad <laughs> we've solved that little dilemma because we have much bigger problems to be considering now absolutely it is of course now time for this it's one of those games it's quite difficult to explain but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it Luke's game has come around again it comes around so fast Kate how have you enjoyed your first week as the lineal champion of Luke's game a lot of press press appointments I expect it's been busy it has been busy Um, thanks to all those people who stopped me in the street to, to yeah. congratulate. Actually, no, sincerely, thanks for the love on Twitter. It's actually been really quite sweet and endearing and yeah. um, made me feel quite proud. Um, I could have done with a few 
more Fridays off, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not doing another Friday after this for a long <laughs> yeah, time. Well, yeah, I, think- I feel like I didn't want to defend it. Someone said to me, I've, it's got shades of Wigan 2013 about it. Oh, yeah. Which hurts, <laughs> uh, yeah. but is also kind of what I think. And people, I could have done with maybe just a little bit of a break to enjoy it. People generally weren't that enthusiastic about challenging Andy on a Friday for the Luke's Game crown. And I hope you don't take this in a disrespectful way, Kate, but since you've won it, they've been queuing up. <laughs> and Vish was at the front straight away. I want it, I want it, I want to do Friday this week because he thinks he can beat you. So if that doesn't fire you up, then uh, nothing will. Um, I, don't, I don't think I can beat you. I just think you can beat yourself. Yeah. yeah, it's like they like um, was it Yo, um, Johan Cruyff said about the Italians? They can't beat you, but you can you can lose to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lucky because I've s- got my notepad that saw him off. So we'll see. The day before Kate, Kate was in there, I told her about the notepad yeah. and writing it down, and I also told her just to believe in herself. Yeah, and I'm going to say, don't believe in yourself. Use the notepad, <laughs> but yeah, no, believe in how badly you can do in the next <laughs> ten minutes. All right, here we go. Let's get ah! cracking with it. Um, you know the rules by now, but for those who are new listeners. Um, I name a, uh, a player. The guys have to auction for how many of their clubs they can name. The youth teams don't count. There's no repetition. There's no wrong clubs. Um, and um, if you get it right, you'll hear um, the noises like this. That's a correct club. That's an incorrect club. Ooh. Um, Saucy. Yeah, get used to those. Um, here we go. The first game, because Fish is the challenger. The first player um, goes to him first to make the first bid, as is the custom. Fire in the belly, head in the freezer. Here we go. Wesley Snyder. Sick clubs, Wesley Snyder. Wesley Snyder. Of course, Vish, heavily linked over the years to your beloved Man United. Probably would still be linked to them now, actually. Are you helping him? He didn't play for Man United. No, but still, you're sort of giving (laughs) him... Okay, here's another club he didn't play for. (laughs) I'm going to start the bidding at three. Kate? Hang on a sec, please, if you don't mind. Oh, mate, I've got one you're not going to get. Oh, because... Yeah, can happen. Yeah, can. Go then. Four. Four. Vish, do you want five? Let's hear you four. Okay, one at a time, please, Kate. Four, please, uh, the clubs that Wesley Snyder played for. It's mad to me how now Kate's actually taken an interest in this game. She's actually quite good at it. <laughs> yeah. The I first know. one, it, it was all I could I was... do to physically push her into the studio and sit in the seat and do it. It's because, look, I'm still against it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just participating, you know, because there's a whole, con- anyway, there's a context we can talk about. Outside of this, okay. but four clubs. It's fun to have fun, and don't look at my notepad, Vish. No, I'm not. I'm not. Jesus, I suppose okay. it's too late for him to do anything is, about yeah. it. The one, so I might even just start with the one that I think the Vish won't get because okay, there's on. a lot of clubs in Qatar. Yeah, where you used to live, of course. Where I used to live, and yeah. I was there yeah. when he was there. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. And they're all called Al. Yeah. Capone. The one I think he played for is called. Al Garafa, Garafa. Yes, come well, on, I can win that. No, that was good. Yeah. Uh, Ajax. That's two. Real. Real Madrid's three. I would prefer the full name of the club, please, Clay, if you don't mind. But I'll give you that. Oh, thanks, mate. That's all right. Appreciate it. Um, and some kind of Milan. Some kind of Milan. That's what you said last week. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I know which one it is this time. Inter. Good. Correct. That's one point to Kate. All right, Kate, you are one up. You get to go first with the next player who's also played for. Did you six have the three? Did, was I right? Sorry to interrupt. Did you have the three? I had the three, and then I had a, an extra one as well. Oh, did you? Yeah. Go on, Galatasaray. Yeah. That could have been one. And Nice. He played a little bit at Nice oh, right. for, for a season. Um, those, those are your six. Next player who's also played for six. You're first this time, Kate. You're one nil up. It's Patrick Vieira. 
This might be just a bit before your time, Kate. You're going to play the age card here. This is young too, isn't he? Oh, no, bit... not really. Doesn't feel like it. Give me a bid when you get a moment, please, for how many of the six clubs that Patrick Vieira has played for you can name. Retired in 2011. Very illustrious career. Great player. One of the best players I've seen, I'd say. I'm trying to read Fish's face. He's doing this face where he's like, I'm thinking a lot. I've got a lot of thoughts. People will be playing along at home so they can use this time to work out how many they can think of as well. Because we get a lot of um, interaction from listeners saying that they could be, do better than all of you guys at this. Yeah, and, I know. And then I say to them that when the pressure's on, it's a different story. People speak a lot. Hmm. I think I'm... I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna start with two. Two fish. I'm gonna say three. Yeah, four. I think I'm gonna let Vish do it. Okay, three to you, Vish. One at a time, please. Three of the six clubs that Patrick Vieira has pulled on the jersey of. <laughs> Arsenal. Made that sound kind of Obvious. sordid, Luke. By the way, in your mind, maybe <laughs> Juventus. Correct. I only spent one season at Juventus. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Is he pausing for effect? This is the one I'm going to get wrong. Um, All right. Build yourself up, mate. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Three. That's sorry, up. two points, I, know, I should yeah. say, I for Kate. It. You couldn't name three Patrick Vieira clubs? I just had a total total blank. Started off at it's Cannes. tough, isn't it? It's a tough game, this, guys. St- started off at Cannes, went to Milan, Arsenal, Juventus, oh. into Milan, and then Manchester City. Oh, for a season. Shambles. So sorry, you could have had both of the Milans then. Yeah, I had, I, had I, had them in my, I had Inter in my head and I didn't put it... Oh. Two nil to Kate with three to play. This is mad. It's a oh, madness. No, yeah. All right, Kate, you're up first. I actually, when this happened last time, I was sort of in a kind of dis- state of disarray. Yeah. I'm now starting to feel more... Comfortable. Yeah, yeah. like this where, is You're where wearing sh- the crown better, yeah. This All is right. where I should be. Here's a curveball. This is a curveball. Oh, no. Going to cause controversy. People are going to have to accept it. Oh, what? The, the complicated algorithm that se- selects the players each week has selected this player. It's you first, Kate. Mm. He's played for four. No, it's con- not. Yes, it is. Oh, no, it's Vish first. It's Sorry. Vish first. Apologies. Apologies, everyone listening. It's Vish first. He's played for four clubs. We've already talked about him on the show today. <gasps> it's not. It's Gareth Barry. Stop it. That's not fair. Life's not fair. That's mate. not fair. Vish. Sorry. That was very high. Listeners. I really <laughs> apologise. <laughs> Okay, how many of the four can you name? Um, all four. He has to go. That's not fair. I don't get a chance to go. That's the way the game goes. Uh, you want to name all four? You know what he's doing here? He's for. interceding on your behalf. Aston Villa. Manchester City. Everton. This is a scandal. West Bromwich Albion. This is a scandal. Correct. 2-1. 2-1. I can't believe you did that. All right, Kate, you're up next. What do you mean? That's just, it's just how it goes. That's brutal. You're up next. Um, I should have said it was me. I could have... Yeah. Oof. I mean, the fact that I'm, I'm somehow interceding is I almost gave it to you the day first. <laughs> I completely forgot. Um, he's played for seven clubs. <sighs> he's still playing now. Okay. Um, and he is a very enjoyable player to watch. Um, he is Gilfie Sigurdsson. Huh. Seven clubs that Gilfie Sigurdsson seven has played clubs. for. Seven clubs, that's loads. More than I thought. Yeah, kind of. It's, it's weird sometimes because you, you you find a player and you bring them up and you go, they really play for that many clubs. But anyway, Gilfie's played for seven. Um, how many of them can you name, Kate Mason, please? Mm. I think listeners will probably do quite well on this one because he's been around the whole time. Mm. Um, 
the ramble's been going. So if you listen to the ramble every week, you probably would have got quite a few mentions by now. Yeah, is it? Uh, yeah. Okay. He's doing that face again. I don't know what it means. I, there's a strategy question I'd like to ask you, but I maybe th- afterwards. I think Vish has taken a lot of confidence from Gareth Barry. I think he's now, he now looks like a man who means business. Give me a number. That was a gimme, no. Give me a number. Um, four. Four. Vish? Five. Definitely five? I've got, I've got to go five. I don't think you have the facilities for that. <laughs> <laughs> don't big shack me on the <laughs> Five. Can you do uh, yeah, six? I can't do six. Five to you, Vish. Go. Swansea City. Good use of their full name. Play for yeah. them twice. Spurs. Everton. Still there. This is where I'm going to come unstuck, I think. Reading. Oh. One away. Oh, God, I thought you'd done all of them. No, Pay attention, away. Mason. Are you sure he's not done all of them? No, he's done four. He needs five. Oh, sorry. He's done all the ones I can do. You let me host. You host your bit. I'll host mine. <laughs> sorry, mate. I'm not trying to put you off at all. I think this is going to be wrong, but I've got to say it. Brentford. <gasps> You've done it. It's 3 1 to Mace. Ah, no, play the no button. Way. Press the Kate button. Mason wins. <laughs> I'm so disappointed in you, Vic. I know, I'm disappointed in me as well. Up until today, Kate Mason was the Andy Ruiz Jr. of this game. Absolute sucker punch, Andy Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> but she's defended her title again. Do you want to do the final one? Very quick to see what the score, final go score on, is. It's 3 1 at the moment to Mason. Yeah, we'll squeeze it in. All right. um, this could it, backfire horribly on me. Do it quick. <laughs> do it quick. Uh, you're first, Vish. He's played for 10 clubs in total. He retired in 2001. He is Stan Collymore. Ooh. I don't think you have the facilities for that, big man. Stan Collymore. I'm going to start with four. Kate? I mean, you've won anyway. So I, don't, I should just be like sitting back with yeah. a pina colada Make him here. name them. Make him name them then. See if he can bring it back. It doesn't make any difference. Ten clubs, Stan Collymore. Ten? Ten? Yeah. That's excessive, isn't it? Why has he gone to so many clubs? Mm, I wonder why he's gone to so many clubs. Why? We couldn't possibly comment. Why would that be? Um, yeah, look, I think I've worked hard enough today, actually. Yeah. Fish, why don't you go ahead? What was your I mean, bid? I've got this wrong. Your bid was three, wasn't it? Three, yeah. Go ahead, mate. It was four. His bid was four. Oh, no, three. Nottingham Forest, <laughs> Bradford <laughs> and Liverpool. Well done. But just, just to reiterate. Kate Mason wins. Yeah. There you go. And I'm going to dance in your face. Congratulations. Because you don't like it. Did he play for Everton as well? Look, I'll go back over the... Did you say Villa? I'll go back over the Gilfie Sigerson clubs and the... Excuse me. I'll go back over the Gilfie Sigerson clubs and then the Stan Conley ones. Reading for Sigerson. He started at Reading. Shrewsbury Town on loan. Crew Alexander on loan. Spent a bit of time at Hoffenheim in Germany. Swansea City. Spurs. Swansea City again. And then Everton. Stan Collymore. Started off at Stafford Rangers. Crystal Palace. Southend United. Nottingham Forest. Liverpool. Aston Villa, bit of time on loan at Fulham, Leicester, Bradford, and then finished his career at Real Oviedo. I think I might have said four. That's it. You did say four. I think I might have said four. It doesn't matter. It's all right. I'm happy for Vish to take the three-two, but I think there will need to matter. be a steward's inquiry. Yeah, afterwards. we'll do the inquiry okay. afterwards. Yeah. The, the, the salient point is this, though. Kate Mason lives to fight another day. Still in that champion's chair. How do you feel, Vish? 
I feel rotten actually. I've got like time <laughs> off from work as well, and I feel like absolute shit going into yeah. the first weekend off in fucking ages. Yeah, there you, you go. Ruined that's, my life. That's what this game will do to you. Kate, have you got a message for the haters out there? Be a lover, not a fighter. Yeah, good. Although you are a fighter on this. Be game. a fighter and a lover. Yeah, but just don't fight me. It's... <laughs> <laughs> what a pathetic call to arms, everyone. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for that. I'm off out to get drunk again. <laughs> um, I can't believe it, but anyway, yeah, more to more to follow. I think in this in this ramble streak as it now is. It's two a streak, fish. Oh, I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> So, Vish is a good loser. We've learned that today. Um, everybody, thank you for a lovely morning. Made lovelier, Luke. Thank you for your lovely game. Thank you very much. Thank you for a lovely game, Vish. Vieira played for both Milans. <laughs> both Milans. Hello. I am the reigning champion of Luke's game. I'm Kate Mason. I just want to say thanks very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview show, sponsored by Betway. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.